Hello everyone and welcome to the 39th episode of the Compliance Update podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series we endeavor to bring to you legal, regulatory and compliance updates and alerts that you may have missed during the week. Let's take a look at some of the key developments in this past week. In our first segment we will be covering market related updates. The investor charter that was proposed in the union budget 2021-2022 with the aim of protecting investors from mis-selling of financial products was released by SEBI on November 17th 2021. This charter for investors in the Indian securities market includes the rights and responsibilities of investors and do's and don'ts of investing in securities market. SEBI has tweaked the criteria for determining fit and proper person. According to a notification issued on Wednesday, under the new framework, three criteria will be principle-based and or rule-based. The principle-based criteria include integrity, honesty, ethical behavior, reputation, fairness, and character. According to the notification, further, the rule-based norms will determine the fit and proper status of a person based on disqualification as has been prescribed sebi clarified on the guidelines for processing of draft schemes pertaining to mergers and demergers filed by listed companies with the stock exchanges under the rule listed entities desirous of undertaking a scheme of arrangement are required to submit certain documents to the exchange listed entities will be required to submit no objection certificate from lending scheduled commercial banks financial institutions as well as debenture trustees sebi is keeping a hawk eye on the primary market especially with ipos of new age companies like zomato and paytm raising hefty sums to address some of the problem areas it has proposed changes to existing rules for public offers sebi has postponed the implementation of the 50% cash margin rule for futures and options traders and credit default swap segments to february 20th 2022 from the earlier deadline december 1st 2021 sebi said companies should disclose more details to shareholders about related party transactions while seeking their nod the regulator said that in a circular that listed companies have to provide justification on why the proposed transaction is in their interest SEBI extended the timeline for client level segregation and monitoring of collateral by 3 months. SEBI has come out with clarifications with respect to the latest amendment to norms governing alternate investment funds. Through a notification issued on November 9th, SEBI amended Alternative Investment Funds Regulation 2012. It allowed category 3 AIFs including large value funds for accelerated investor category 3 AIFs to calculate the concentration norms based on net asset values of the fund for investment in listed equity of an investee company SEBI the capital market regulator has issued guidelines for the exchange traded funds investing in precious metals such as gold and silver in order to bring transparency in the investor grievance redressal mechanism 
SEBI has directed stock exchanges, depositories and clearing corporations to disclose on their websites the data on complaints received against them and wrestle thereof. They will have to make disclosures latest by 7th of the succeeding month. In the past few months, SEBI deliberated upon developing two types of investor charters, investor charter and investor charter of registered intermediaries and regulated entities. Both are aimed at protecting the interest of investors in securities market by enhancing awareness of their rights and responsibilities. Moving on to some banking sector updates, a working group constituted by the RBI on digital lending through online platforms and mobile apps has submitted its report. This report is aimed at enhancing customer protection and making the lending ecosystem safe while encouraging innovation. The group has recommended subjecting the digital lending applications to a verification process by a nodal agency which may be set up in consultation with the stakeholders. NBFC lenders have reached out to the RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das for a relaxation in the deadline to comply with the new bad loan classification rules to October 2022. In an eight-page letter sent by the NBFC industry body, Finance Industry Development Council, NBFCs have also sought that smaller loans up to Rs 2 crores be kept out of the circular. The RBI on November 22nd placed in public domain a draft scheme for amalgamation of Punjab and Maharashtra Cooperative Bank and Unity Small Finance Bank. The draft envisages takeover of the assets and liability of PMC Bank, including deposit, by USFB in terms of the provisions of the scheme, giving a greater degree of protection for depositors. The RBI has cautioned members of the public not to deal with cooperative societies undertaking banking business by adding bank to their names. The RBI may remain less accommodative when the Monetary Policy Committee is expected to release its assessment and vote next fortnight as the economy is in a much better shape and is slowly moving back to pre-COVID levels of economic activities. Next up, some taxation-related updates. The Maharashtra AAR has ruled charitable trusts are liable to pay 18% GST on grants and non-philanthropic donations received by them. Guidelines issued to tax officials for scrutiny of GST returns in Kerala has thrown light on how the tax department is using data analytics and technology. In a directive issued by the Commissioner of State GST to tax officials, a detailed explanation of the risk factors and the red flags as well as the procedure was detailed out. The directive not only mentions the top risk factors, but even a detailed step-by-step -step procedure on how the system works, how it flags off up risk factors, and how to investigate once the data analytics throws discrepancies in tax filing. The Central Board of Direct Tax on November 14 said that the glitches and hiccups with online filing of income tax returns has been resolved. Those who have excess money lying in the cash ledger for the purpose of paying GST 
would be able to take it out even after two years of the date of paying tax, a move that would ease the cash flow of the companies. Currently, SSEs cannot take the refunds of this money after two years. That time bar has been lifted by the government. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs has issued necessary clarifications in this regard. India could be eyeing a significant revamp of GST structure as the regime completes five years in July next year, when compensation to the states is set to come to an end. Tax lab restructuring and reducing exemptions could be considered in the most comprehensive makeover of GST. With an aim to correct the inverted duty structure for textiles and footwear under the GST regime, the finance minister has notified a uniform 12% rate for man-made fibre, yarn, fabrics and apparels, along with a 12% uniform rate for footwear. The GST Council has taken the decision to correct the inverted duty structure for these two categories in its meeting in September, with the changes to be effective from January 1st next year. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs has issued the instructions on the issuance of Shukar's notices and adjudication process in the pre-GST regime. The audit has pointed out that draft SCNs have been found pending for issuance. There is an inordinate delay in adjudication. Adjudication orders have not been issued within the stipulated period after completion of personal hearing. Periodical review of call book cases has not been done. In certain cases, the records or file pertaining to adjudication have not been produced before the audit party. The Bangalore Bench of Income Tax Appellate Tribunal, while deleting the penalty against the assessee, ruled that mere making of unsustainable claims does not amount to furnishing inaccurate particulars regarding income. The Chennai Bench of Income Tax Appellate Tribunal directed the AO to accept lease income as business income, as business investments were mostly in the nature of properties. The Central Board of Indirect Tax and Customs has notified the withdrawal of 12% GST rate for government contracts and the applicable rate of GST will be 18% from January 1, 2022. In a bid to address inverted tax structure in the man-made fibre textile value chain, the Ministry of Textiles has notified the uniform GST rate at 12% on MMF, MMF yarn, MMF fabric and apparel. Changed tax structure will come into effect from January 1, 2022. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has launched the faceless scheme on August 13th last year to lend transparency to the process of assessment and appeals under the income tax. Lastly, let us look at some government sector updates. Retirement Fund Manager EPFO on Saturday decided to empower its advisory body, Finance Investment and Audit Committee, to take a call on investing in new asset classes like INVITS, at present the National Highway Authority of India, and Power Grid Corporation have launched public sector infrastructure investment trusts, the EPFO would also go for public sector bonds. The union government on Tuesday listed a bill to ban all private cryptocurrencies with certain exemptions to be taken up in the winter session of the parliament, scheduled to start on November 29th. The Cryptocurrency and Regulation of 
official digital currency bill 2021 listed for introduction consideration and passing seeks to create a facilitative framework for the creation of official digital currency to be issued by the RBI India is considering a proposal to treat cryptocurrencies as a financial asset while safeguarding small investors According to people familiar with the matter the discussions come to authorities race to finalize a bill Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government wants to present to the parliament in the session starting November 29th The civil aviation minister has asked airport operators to look at outsourcing non-core security works at aerodromes to private agencies according to a senior official besides The ministry has sought additional deployment of 3000 CISF personnel at airports. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening with us. If you liked today's podcast, please subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Also, feel free to write to us with your comments and suggestions to risha.s at legacies.in that is r i s h a risha dot s at legacies dot in we hope you have a wonderful weekend